on this episode. There was a lineman with me, and he was going after this girl so hard for months, just working on her. And he finally got her to agree to go to a house party uh-huh. after a game, because Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, he took her to the house party, and he was there for you know an hour or so with her. And then all of a sudden, he didn't see her. Where'd she go? You know, he goes around looking for her. And all of a sudden, you know, one of the bedroom doors is, is shut and uh, he opens it. And this chick's in there giving Josh Freeman <laughs> fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, how could you do this to me? <laughs> is he talking to Josh or the girl? <laughs> I don't know. Come to, yeah, that's a good point. He probably gave up a couple of sex that next game. <laughs> Potential career enders, blindside sex. Yeah. Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle Aged Men. I am your host Mark Pearson, and my first co-host wife just made a documentary about his life called <laughs> Raw and Uncut. <laughs> That's not fair. And my second co-host also recently released a documentary about his own life. It's called Not Even My Lexus Makes Me Attractive to Women. <laughs> Their names are Juan Smith. And <laughs> you goddamn right I drive a Lexus. You wish you could drive a Lexus, you magnum driving motherfucker. Wait, you seriously a drive a Lexus? Life, if they make yeah, a talk about does. your life, it'd be like, nobody fucking cares. <laughs> you drive a Lexus. It's used. Yeah, well, they're all used. All the good ones are. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Okay, and then today we also have... <laughs> got it for a reasonable rate. It got a good deal. I, got I drove my- a... 2001 Jeep Cherokee for yeah. years. I yeah. earned this car. I remember that Jeep well. Mm-hmm. And also on today's show, we have special guest Brock Unruh. Hey, Brock I Unruh. like that name. Really right bringing now. the energy right out the bat. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, gotta, Brock Unruh. I think he's trying to just even us out. So real quick before we get into uh, the show today, uh, find us on Facebook.com slash No Country Podcast. We're also on Instagram at no underscore country underscore podcast. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore country. You can send us an email at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at 346-291-0050. And once again, a huge thank you to Marte and Amber over at helps2.com. If you need marketing, hit them up, uh, and they will make fun of your co-hosts if you have a podcast. Amber is really on point on that. Yeah, sure. It's Amber the one that's doing it all. Marte did have the idea for Sad Adam Day, but Amber's yeah, making I've never this met this happen. girl in my life. And like the first, just looking at my picture, she's like, he seems sad. Yeah, <laughs> there's pain behind your eyes. <laughs> Dude, I well, want their, I want their job. They get paid to be shitty. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That should be job. our goal. <laughs> it kind of is. It's fucking very critical. <laughs> yeah, with friends like these, who needs enemies? Exactly. So, Brock, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And actually, I'm first of all, I want to hear how you met Adam. Oh, oh, oh. okay. Many. I'd love to hear his version, and I'll tell you my version of it. <laughs> so, Adam and I come from the hard scrabble life of copier salesmen. Mm-hmm. We began working together. He came into this company. 
uh, I guess a year or so after I got there and uh we were just hawking copiers like nobody's business you know mm-hmm. just beating the pavement dialing for dollars this is why adam doesn't get laid yeah whoa whoa whoa! it's not the sexiest thing to tell a chick what your occupation is i sell copiers i sell capital equipment okay yeah. <laughs> i sell capital equipment so this is how, no this is how i first met brock like i want you to picture uh, I'm, I'm going in for the first day and i go into the sales pit and have you ever seen the movie the incredibles oh yeah yeah, there's a scene where like the the the, the dad of the, the family is like in like he's an accountant, he's like in this like this huge like tiny cubicle or normal size cubicle and he's like a huge guy. So when you first walk into the sales pit, the first uh, cube you would see was Brock's and I was like this guy, this massive guy in this tiny little cubicle, and I was just like, <laughs> What the fuck is this? And he was Mr. Incredible whenever I saw him. So to give you listeners out there an idea, uh, Brock is a very tall man, and he looks like uh, young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Bullshit. Really, really tall. I like how when you had me on as a guest way back in the day, Mm -hmm. you said nothing nice or flattering. This guy comes in here, and you're making googly eyes at him, talking about he looks like Justin Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, that's because the comedy community told me, Josh, shit on Adam. Nobody cares. That's probably accurate. Is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, if he ate nothing but chicken fried steaks and had a head that was about <laughs> two sizes too big? <laughs> that's Dude, that sounds like good on. company. I'll tell you that. Dogs, <laughs> cheese dogs yeah. and, and 40 ounces. Mm. We actually, the three of us, before we came here to record, we all went to a German restaurant and ate like pigs. So I think we kind of... You know, are keeping oh. up with the eating a lot. Fuck you very oh, yeah. much. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's just to fuck with Juan. Is that the plan there? Yeah, that's that's just to throw it in Juan's face. Yeah, man. I was impressed with Mark, man. You fat fat down. Yeah, I know how to eat. I mean, you fin- You started out with a pretzel. You backed it up with a schnitzel. Yeah. You had everything. Yeah. All four food groups. Yeah, that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. And those. Veg- and they're giving me shit. About not being attracted to women. These guys are talking about how much food they just pounded. Well, we're both wifed up, man. You got a steady girl. I've been married for six years, man. We got nothing to worry about. And Adam still goes to the Thai massage parlor across the street. (laughs) Oh, the day. They have any affiliation with the Thailand uh, country. Uh, Could be unaffiliated. Who knows? See, he even knows the name. Anyway, um, so. We don't need to talk about uh, getting wifed up uh, based mm-hmm. on our last episode. Yeah. Don't I do it, I, man. I need to talk about it less. <laughs> Despite God the fact sakes, that my buddy Brock me. over here has hooked up my buddy, who I introduced <laughs> to Brock <laughs> twice, and he is now engaged to one of them. <laughs> and you may ask, how many times has Brock hooked you up, Adam? A big fat zero. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's a shame because... I mean, uh, we could get real right now if we if we needed to. But I mean, what I what I've done before, at least for this last one, is uh, kind of served up a picture. Oh of my, my buddy god! Now I feel even worse. <laughs> I assumed it had to do with Travis's money or outgoing nature. Like, no, I'm just ugly. <laughs> this is so much worse. Brock, why the fuck did I think it was a good idea to have you on this? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll get out of here. This motherfucker. Uh-huh. But we're talking about some interesting stories later with the old. This is football. coming from the yeah. two mid 30s bald guys. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a fun fest in there, man. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up, Mark. Laugh oh yeah. Up. Hey, I laugh it up whenever I can. So what? So I like the contrasting, you know, 
stories on how you two met each other. Mm -hmm. But I know that Brock was one of the people you considered having on for the fast food episode, but didn't. So, Brock, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are your top five fast food joints? Okay. I already lined this out. I'm glad you prepped me on it. I didn't know you were going to ask you this. Uh Do you have a top and bottom five? I have a top five for certain. I probably have a bottom five I I could throw together pretty quickly. Let's hear it. Top five. I'm a big sub guy. And you're not giving enough love to the sub sandwiches, okay? Number one sub sandwich place is Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is peerless, respectable. Second, quick and easy, and always delivers Jimmy John's. I gotta go number. That's two, going Jimmy like John's. this: one and two. Like this is in order. Mm-hmm. Here are your fast food joints. Okay. Then I was raised in Corpus Christi, Texas, so I'd have to Sorry cut to my that. left nut off if I didn't say <laughs> Whataburger. I love Whataburger, mm-hmm. especially for the breakfast. Four and five. Not, he has not thought outside the bun yet. You realize that? Yeah. He's not had thought outside the bun. You know what? I, I'd rather go to a sit-down, like, legit Mexican place to think outside the bun. Like, Taco Bell is good if you're in a pinch, if there's nothing else on the side of the highway, but take it or leave it. <laughs> the anger is rising so, so quickly right now. So what is that, four or three? That's four. And then I don't know if y'all talked about this one enough, but just think about, just for variety, Sonic. Sonic is garbage. <laughs> We went into this heavily on our episode. I believe we did. I think it was in all four of our None bottom of fives. Liked, so, I, it wasn't on my bottom five, but it wasn't on the honorable mention of the bottom five for me. How? I like their drinks and I like how their desserts. In God's name, how in God's name can Taco Bell not be in the top five? I get if you don't want your number one spot. But Taco Bell... That's well, to fucking, be honest, though, to be completely honest, Taco Bell was, what, my second or third? Mm-hmm. Uh, t- with Taco Bell just, like, throwing their menu in the trash and screwing they us over... They have fucked it up big time lately. They have quickly... I think they're falling out of my top five because they're like, oh, all of the things Mark likes and Dan likes and Adam's like, Adam likes, we'll just get rid of. Well, they kept my number one uh, menu item, beef, which is the beefy five. five layer burrito, no yeah. sour cream. I hear things about their breakfast. I hear their breakfast is. I love Taco Bell's breakfast. Yeah. I've never had it. It's very good. I'm not an animal. Burrito's only like a dog. <laughs> it's like I don't need diarrhea for breakfast. Well, I don't eat it for breakfast. I have it after breakfast. Mm. It comes like an hour later. Dude, you are my hero, man. <laughs> How are you not like 300 bills, 300 pounds like that? <laughs> So, believe it or not, like fifth meal every day. (laughs) Believe it or not, Brock and I actually worked together a couple of times. We did, uh, and that was what well, that was what really solidified our friendship Uh, because it was on rocky times. Because when we worked together the first time, uh, he got married. Mm -hmm. I was not invited to the wedding. Yeah, we were looking. We were trying. I had worked there for like aesthetic at the wedding. Oh my (laughs) god! You had Casey there, and he was the aesthetic you were looking for. But in in his defense, that we'd only known each other for like a month or two months. And you're you're burying the lead. Why did we work together two times? Because he hooked me up with a job. Okay, I don't get him. I don't get him laid, but I help him out with the job. Uh, So that's not why I say it solidified the friendship. What solidified the friendship is the second job. Uh, was in a nice building uh, in um, Galleria. the Galleria, mm-hmm. and Brock gave me the code oh, to yes. like the VIP bathroom on the first floor. I was like, "That's how I knew this guy's gonna be a friend for life." You're he in gave, the club. He, he hit me up with the the codes to the, the palace. Everybody needs a secret shitting spot. That's it's key true. in their office building that it's secluded. You can be there with your thoughts for a few minutes, just kind of re- regroup. Mm-hmm. And take always a good dump. shuffling in or out. Yeah. You don't have to pull the freaking blow your like like move that yeah. where like people mm-hmm. know that you're already in there so they can move. No, on. this was like a handicap thing. It wasn't like a one dollar deal. I mean, no one's going to come in. You got to lock on the door. 
It's beautiful. It had good lighting, nice mm. mellow lighting, <laughs> not this harsh freaking uh, fluorescent lights. Where I can read erotic stories. <laughs> <laughs> I can now. I'm imagining Juan doing that in public <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> I know how you do. I know how you feel about that whole wedding thing. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this. Exactly. But I'll get it. <laughs> but I'll get it out. I love lesbians. Just so you know, I'll roll camera anytime. I don't know. What I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> Oh they like the same thing I like. It's cool. <laughs> so, what's your? Do you have a bottom five for fast food? <laughs> bottom five. We were That's talking about this, but Long John Silver's man, just the payoff is terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty decent when you're eating it. You're noshing pretty good. It's yeah. greasy, good stuff. Uh, hush you, puppies, man. You just feel like complete warmed over death, you know, because you're eating all those little cracklings at the bottom of the pan and all that shit. <laughs> it's good. That's what White Castle. Have is you ever here, pulled this man. move? Have you ever pulled this move? You get the hush puppy. You take a bite out of it. You dip it in ketchup, then you dip it in the crumbles. Good gravy. Then you take the bite. Oh, strong. My sister taught me that. Yeah. Wait. Chick-fil-A, man. Chick-fil-A is my fifth top one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Respectable. Other bottom ones, man. You know, you got to go uh, Jack in the Box. Jack that the, is a Jack in the Box is pretty steaming bad. Jack in the Box is pretty weak. I think that was my number one worst. I don't think I've ever been there. Dairy Queen is probably going to go towards the bottom, but the blizzards kind of bail it out, right? The blizzards keep it out of the bottom five. The dip cones, man. I love dip cones. Had plus, like, what's wrong with a good steak finger basket? Yeah. The steak belt buster. Because you can have white gravy or ketchup if you're feeling like a pussy. <laughs> and you get a fucking large Reese's Blizz. Mm-hmm. So I put that out of my top five. And you're not my, a stoner? What it was the my, hell? Dude, it was my fifth pick, <laughs> and it was based, I picked that fifth, like 80% on the blizzards. I was like, that, that's the best uh, fast food dessert by a mile. Takes sure. a big old shit on the McFlurry, better than Frosty's, it's better than anything, and it's not particularly close. No. Another one that's like, I just can't peg it down, is going through a constant midlife crisis is James Coney Island. It's always reinventing itself every yeah. other year. It has a new logo. Add some new tater top bullshit on the menu. It's just, I can't deal with it. You like a good cheese dog? I like it. The, you know, they call it the Houstonian for God's sake. The best. It's two cheese dogs and fries. The best dog to me is a Chicago dog from Freddy's Frozen Custard. I've never had one. Go try it. I'm not a big hot dog person in general. Uh, another reason why Sonic is not on my list. So he had a fire dog. Thing they have. There was actually, Dan even said, uh, I believe the, it was, I can't remember the exact words, but he said, any place that sells a fucking hot dog is trashed to him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fair. But then My if you buddy, met someone that owned one, he'd be like, but I really love hot dogs. I just want exactly. to Exactly. Then he'd be like, he <laughs> yeah, he's, today. Like, <laughs> he's the like critical nice guy about everything. It's like, I want him to be my critic in life. You <laughs> fuck that up, Juan. But I really like yeah. you as a person. Like, <laughs> so I have a buddy who works in the health department and would used to go like uh, test all these places. And he said consistently the one that ranked the lowest score wise was Jack in the Box. And he's like, it was not even close. I believe it. Yeah. They were filthy. Interesting, because Jack in the Box originated in California, and I grew up in California. Well, there you go. And actually, 
like I was talking with my brother about this because I said, when was the last time you went to Jack and Box? He said like a couple years ago. I went, I think the last time I went was like f- two or three years ago. And we both were like, they fell way off. Like they used to actually be, the quality used to be better and everything used to be better. But I think they just got cheap and all about profit and the, the quality and everything went way down because either that or I was like 15 and didn't care. So it might be a combination of both. But I, might I still will eat those Jack in the Box tacos. That's oh, sure. disgusting. Sometimes they're like two for one. You yeah, they're always two for one. Are they? Yeah, yeah, they're 50s. two for a dollar. Yeah. yeah, two for a dollar. Go in there, three bucks. You they get got six the American tacos. cheese in them. Yeah, because there is no meat. And you get that, that is cat fake food. hot sauce. You put it all over there. Oh, <laughs> I love y'all are, it. And y'all are trash in Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, stop fucking up your menu, Taco Bell. Keep stuff that people like. They have been fucking it up for sure. But I'm I, I'm only a three menu item max guy. And they have kind of fucked up one of my menu items just by making it more expensive. It's like they know what I'm going to spend money on. Which one? Uh, the cheesy gordita crunch. Oh yeah, it's like two fifty now for one item at Taco Bell, which sounds outrageous that I'm complaining about a two hundred or two dollars and fifty cent item being too expensive. But they've got me spoiled with this dollar menu shit. Yeah, and it's like, uh, why am I bitching about paying five dollars for a full meal? Just get out your checkbook, man. You're going to buy whatever. Yeah, you drive a Lexus. What are you talking about? That's you just see there that's to feel like talk about normal people. <laughs> <laughs> the only fast food that I ever crave ever is Taco Bell and Blizzards. That's it. I never crave anything else. I crave a lot of different stuff. It just depends on the day. So uh, mine depends on the time of day. <laughs> Eleven thirty. Juan's craving Taco Bell (laughs) or Jets. (laughs) A.M. So Brock, uh, you played football. Where at? I played college football at Kansas State. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was a great time, but it's been a while. Uh, Was there from two thousand five to two thousand nine. Okay. And uh, grew up in Corpus Christi, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, wait, wait, wait. Were you, you were not born in Corpus Christi. No, this is a big piece of Brock and I's uh, uh, contentious nature towards each other. Brock was born in probably like the forty-seventh best state in the union. <laughs> uh, this place called Kansas, also known as Flyover Country. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's not from Texas. Uh-huh. He's no. from Kansas. Yeah, I mean, Texas, I mean, of course, I live here. I'm a taxpayer here. You know, I, I'm invested in Texas, but my heart is kind of in Kansas. All my family's from there. My sister lives there. My mom. Why aren't they still living there? Um, I guess they just, you know. They, they just, saw opportunity, yeah. and they saw a way to get the fuck out of the cornfields, <laughs> and they fucking took it. How I Batman like, left. Or not, not Batman. Superman left. Why the hell the Unruh is going to stay? <laughs> good, good point. So he comes, he comes from a whole family of big-ass, corn-fed motherfuckers. And yeah. the Unruh's, uh, you don't <laughs> fuck around with them. No. Uh, yeah. so he just, Brock's got some, some killer, killer stories. Yeah, we're a hardy group. <laughs> hardy is deceptive because it can be confused. Like, are they nice? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what's a typical fa- uh, family Thanksgiving like at the Unruh house? Oh, my goodness. Was it on Thanksgiving? Or what was, what was the event? Oh, yeah. You kind of teed me up for the Thanksgiving story. Uh, I, he didn't even know about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, one of the first times I ever went to Houston. Uh, my, I have an aunt that lives in Houston. It's actually my dad's twin sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had just bought a house in uh, Spring Branch, like around that area. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a smaller house. But my whole family came for that first Thanksgiving. 
And uh, so I have like three other uncles uh, and my aunt, of course, and then my uncles were married. So there was a bunch of other aunts in laws and uh, we had all just crushed Thanksgiving. You know, you always eat Thanksgiving around two or so. It's like a later lunch, right? Yeah. So we all got our, you know, our pants unbuttoned and everything. I'm only like a second grader, by the way. I'm like eight years old. So he's only like six, three at this point. Yeah. And he ate a whole turkey. Mm-hmm. Turkey legs and everything in my hand still. <laughs> and uh, so they decided to get a little exercise. So they're going to actually get up out of a chair and walk into the front yard and, you know, just kind of see what's going on outside. And uh, the, the, the house across the street, there was a bunch of college kids that were home for Thanksgiving break and they were chucking the football around a little bit. So we were just kind of watching them. Sooner or later, they, they came up with this. Uh, actually, the name of the game was, that's just bean neighbors' cars as hard as we can with footballs. <laughs> Creative name. Yeah. Some industrious kids. And, I mean, my dad is probably 6'4", 350 pounds at the time, and he's like the middle brother. Like, he's not <laughs> even the biggest one. And so, anyhow... And so because they're so big, all of them have like big conventional vans parked in front of the house. So they're like the biggest targets. So we're just waiting. Like, we're just going to wait. These motherfuckers, eventually they're going to try to peg one of these vans with, with a football. And they do it. And as soon as they do, uh, it was just like three whales were breaching out of the water. <laughs> they, they ripped their t-shirts off. Hulk Hogan style. <laughs> Just to let you see what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the air was filled with skin tags and dark moles. <laughs> and they go out in the middle of, no joke, about 12 college kids. And uh, they square off against them. And that because they took the football after they hit one of my uncle's vans. And so they just circle my dad and my uncles. And uh, I ran back in the house. And I told them, like, hey, they're fighting my dad and my uncles. And. So all my aunts are like crazy banshees. They run out of the front of the house and they jump on guys' backs and they're clawing their eyes. <laughs> my grandpa, who at the time is, I don't know, he's probably 65 or something like that. He walks out there and he's got a hot coffee and like, you know, like a trucker hat before they were hip. Like yeah. what, how old men really yeah. wear truckers hats. <laughs> yeah. Like a farmer from Kansas. He goes out there with his hot coffee and some, one, one of these guys gets in his face and says, fuck you, old man, and puts his finger right in his face, the middle finger. So my grandpa grabs his finger with one of his hands that doesn't have the coffee in it and bends it down and throws a hot coffee in his face. It was just, it was just a melee. <laughs> I'm like, coming over. Yeah. <laughs> Brock was telling the story to me and my buddy. Mm-hmm. Our eyes were the size of saucers. We're like, we cannot believe it. Yeah. I was like, that's hilarious. But it's true. Like, you never feel as alive <laughs> as you do, like, after a big fight. And I didn't a even big family I was a brawl. Kid. It was just like electric the rest of the night. It was, it was awesome. And that, stuff like that has happened just so many times. It's, it's so uniting for the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, it was a team effort. <laughs> that's yeah. It's so awesome when you can be like, yeah, Grandma, I saw you left your teeth in his ass. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking awesome, man. The Grandpa didn't even get off the floor. You fuck that kid up standing still. That's so badass. Charles, <laughs> <laughs> break your finger, throw some coffee in your fucking face, you bitch. <laughs> like, that's so awesome. You know he didn't even move. <laughs> that guy just fell on the floor and he probably shoveled him off with his foot or something. <laughs> God, it's a great story. So it's not surprising you come from that kind of stock uh, that you could have a chance to be a, an athlete of some kind. They're all giants. Like uh, the biggest, the tallest person in my extended family is maybe 6'3. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like my dad's 6'4, the middle child. 
So Brock, Brock you were you six five, six six. I'm like in between, about yeah. a little closer to six six, probably. Yeah, tall yeah. motherfucker. Uh, and uh, so I assume that your dad put you in football like from day one, like as soon as allowed. Yeah, I mean, my dad was a football coach as I was growing up, and uh, so I was always at practice and stuff like that. And considering all my family's from Kansas, I grew up loving K State, so that's always where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's I was a shame. I started playing when I was like a fourth grader, and. Uh, all through up, you know, junior high and all that stuff too. Were you always the like the like one of the bigger kids on the team, or did uh, you grow late? I wouldn't say. I mean, I remember my freshman year, I was like six foot, six one maybe. Okay, and I grew another four or five inches by the end of high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always one of the bigger kids, but it wasn't until like my maybe my sophomore junior year when I became one like the bigger the biggest one. Yeah, so yeah, you were the, one of the tallest ones, mm-hmm. but how did your dick compare to the other athlete's oh. dicks? <laughs> it was a travesty. I mean, <laughs> what is it like God gives and takes away? <laughs> so I don't I have the reach on anybody. That, yeah. <laughs> the reach? <laughs> <laughs> so was there a lot of slap ass? Like, like, what, like at what age did that, did that start? What age did people were like, all right, stop fucking with me? It was constant, man. I mean... First of all, as soon as you take a shower with other guys in high school, everybody in your class is going to know who has the biggest dong yeah. and who has this one of the smaller ones, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was rough. You know, I had to get tough pretty quick. <laughs> That's, you had to have a big personality. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a big personality joke book in my back pocket, all that stuff, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I went to high school in Corpus. It's a school called Cal Allen. One of my one of their claims of fame is the the coach that I uh, uh, played for is the winningest uh, football coach in Texas football history. Just wow. took that a few years ago. Percentage wise or overall wins? Overall wins, yeah. Um, so he get like a co- head coaching job when he was nineteen or something. He just said, yeah, doing he was since. young man. It was like nineteen eighty four or earlier when he first started coaching at my school. And the thing that's is there more than one high school at Corpus Christi? Yeah, dude, Corpus Christi, man. We got some skyscrapers down there. We do Whoa, some whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> skyscraper is selling it a little hard. Sky approachers? I don't yeah. know. These <laughs> sky ticklers, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not scraping anything. It's like Let's just say, if, if, if we're, if that, if we're compare, comparing the men in the showers to the, the buildings... That's the fucking pickle grabber of the group. Yeah, the pickle grab. <laughs> there's no, there's no hangers. There's no knee knockers in uh, Corpus Christi. No, there's gherkins. Yeah, yeah, gherkins. <laughs> yeah, but my school is like, it's a little bit of a. Those numbers are skewed. If I had to be honest, for my coach, because we're the only school that was really worth a damn like south of san antonio so all the schools we would play like were from the valley and you know a lot of smaller kids we would just beat the hell out of everybody until we got to about the second or third round of the playoffs we start playing like schools from dallas or Mm -hmm. wherever else and then we really had a test Mm -hmm. so my coach has never won a state championship but he's won the most games out of any other coach so he he had a lot of mop-up wins like earlier on in the season until the playoffs came but, uh, yeah, I mean, anyhow, uh, after my senior year, um, I got put in this magazine. It was a Dave Campbell has this football magazine that comes out every year. It was called the super team. So I was like one of the, uh, 11 best football players in the state for that year. It was pretty cool. Like the year before that, like Adrian Peterson was on it and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, went to K state and whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, don't pass over the, the best, like one of my favorite parts. So, 
when you're the senior in high school, I don't know if it was senior or junior or when, uh, you got recruited by multiple people who were interested, right? That's because I feel like, so as somebody who never had a chance to be an athlete, just based solely on uh, the haters, um, no, <laughs> yeah, what had to do with being homeschooled <laughs> or uh, haters? I could have gone to high school, I never would have had a chance just physically. <laughs> but um, so, what was like, when did you start getting recruited and what did that, what did that look like? I mean, nowadays it's a lot different. Like kids start getting recruited sometimes like in eighth or ninth grade. But for me, it was like early on in my sophomore year mm-hmm. in high school. Um, yeah, you get, you know, you start getting letters and, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, there, there were are they lo- personalized or are they kind of like, you could tell the schools that would probably want you more than other ones. Cause they'll send you like the handwritten letters and stuff like that. And, uh, like Nebraska was pretty hot after me and they would send coaches down and leave me like handwritten letters in my, in my locker and stuff like that. That was cool. Um, man, but it's so like much I ne- ass. What? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> just saying. Yeah. God dang, that's that's a that's a resume for ass if I ever heard one. So, like, did that Sophomore, make did, did other people at your high school know that you were being recruited by big schools? Yeah, like, were you like a big man, like a like a big man on campus uh, in high school, or just because of your football skills? And like, I mean, oh, this like, dude's definitely going D one. I don't want to sound like a douche, but yeah, probably so. I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big man in Corpus Christi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was kind of a rarity, but my senior class in high school, we had like six guys go Division One. Uh, I mean, one of them was Texas State, so I don't know if you really want oh, to Oh, go that. fuck yourself, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we had a lot of talent. trash in my school here. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, there was a lot of schools. It was fun. Uh, Nebraska, fun. Uh, USC, AM, OU, schools like that were pretty mm-hmm. inter- interested, but I never really gave them any play. I just always wanted to go to K State. Pretty much every aunt and uncle I ever had, every cousin went there, so I just wanted to go there really badly. So you didn't get like calls from any? Like- oh, yeah, yeah. I got calls every couple days, every other day. And um, who was know. the best sales pitch that you heard? That had you even teetering, or did you ever? Like, you're, well, even if you didn't, but you're like, I'll give my hats off to this guy. This guy, well, was a good car sales because that's what a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of D1 schools, it's based on how good of a salesman your coach is because mm-hmm. he has to out recruit uh, all the other head coaches. Or I don't even know if it goes up to the head coach for most athletes. Maybe it's only that the top one percent actually get a call from the head coach, uh, but. Like that, I feel is that's why. Like, what's his name at Kentucky in basketball? Calipari. Yeah, yeah Calipari. Everywhere he's been, he's gotten studs. Mm-hmm. Even if it was at like what was that horseshoe? UMass. Yeah, UMass and mm-hmm. some uh, other, Memphis. Well, Memphis. Yeah, and like well, you were getting, you're out kicking your coverage insanely, and who knows if there's some shady on the side. But if there wasn't. This dude must be like a silver tongue fox. Yeah. Because like, how is he convincing these people to pass up on Ohio State or uh, UCLA? Shady stuff happens in college sports. What? (laughs) No, I don't believe you, Adam. Right. So Brock here, he told me this story uh, uh, about slap the drink out of his hand. He, because you have in high school, you have like what five. Official visits. Official visits you can go on. And these are paid by the school for you to go check out their facility where they treat you like a king for a day or however long it is. And this guy took a visit to K-State and then turned down visits everywhere else. Dang. Why? I don't know. I just... 
I didn't give anybody any play, man. My coach was really mad at me at the time, my high school coach, because he had, I mean, there's a lot of good recruits that had come out of there before. And he's like, man, if you just hold on another six months, you know, before long, some of these Texas schools are going to start offering you like, okay, well, if you come here, we'll fly your family to every home game. And, you know, as long as you're here and I'll like put them up in a hotel, Mm -hmm. you know, different little benefits. But I don't know. I just... I was dumb. I guess if I had to do it over, you know, I'd probably maybe tr- uh, exploit a little bit more and and see what else was out there. Yes, that is yeah. what being American <laughs> is all about. Mm. Exploit, exploit, exploit. Yeah, <laughs> but that is that. At least to me, it's commendable that you knew where you wanted to go and you stuck with what you wanted to do. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just I was pretty dead set on it. Like, you know. Even my dad was like making me second guess myself. Like, okay, what? Like Miami? Like, I mean, like, what about this school? This school? And this? Your dad school just wanted to go sit on the beach with a fucking yeah. fedora on and like a, like a white linen shirt open for a couple of years while you worked your ass off playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds so, good well, to me. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only other school I well, there's a couple of schools that kind of strongly considered, but the one was Nebraska because I mean. Not a lot of people know this, but I'm like... It's an O-line factory, right? Yeah, I have like a really big affinity because you guys have heard like my family's all huge. They're all been offensive linemen. And yeah. I mean, Nebraska, they have like Dave Remington, Dean Steincooler, um, uh, Will Shields. All these guys are like Outland Trophy winners. They're just unbelievable. Richie Incognito is my favorite football player in the world. Controversial pick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... Of... of- bullying fame back before it was cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> captain weirdo what was that guy who had a breakdown because of richie Co- incognito oh yeah kevin chris martin or kevin i think that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he got bull- how is a six foot five uh stud athlete in the nfl get bullied to the point where he has a mental breakdown He's just how fragile. does that happen but you think fragile bitch. people would have been fragile people would have been weaned out before that. Some people, man, just have a a weird, you know, way their brains put together. Like I don't know if you you guys remember this, but remember back when the Raiders played the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. their yep. starting center didn't show up for the game. Yeah, his name was like Barrett something or other. Kill himself? Or he no, was he unbelievable. He but, was unbelievable, but he yeah. was on drugs. Yeah, he was all hopped up. He was screwed up, man. Mm-hmm. And didn't show up for the biggest game of his life. And it was a really, it really influenced the outcome of the game because he was like all pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, it doesn't he's matter. Going go, and he was supposed to go up against Warren Sapp. I guess so. Yeah. Mm. No, I uh, I listened to a podcast. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I listened to a podcast episode about him and his life, cool. and it was actually really kind of sad because he had like he had just so much talent and he was so gifted, and then it got to that point where he like started slipping and mm-hmm. making some bad decisions, and it got to the Super Bowl and he couldn't hold it together for one day. Yeah, he could, like just you know didn't even show up. So like, much of performing is like mental, man. Like how you prepare yourself, right? Like I mean, you can have all the physical skills, but I mean that's why like smaller guys overachieve sometimes. Like you see Drew Brees killing it when there's guys that are prototypes that aren't quite as good, you know. Mm-hmm. So speaking of smaller guys who overachieve. Well, Brock played uh, with Jordy Nelson, really of NFL fame. So he, you were there whenever uh, Jordy Nelson was there. Josh Freeman also played uh, quite a few years, starting I think of Tampa Bay or mm-hmm. or a couple other teams. Um, so who was like who would you say was the best player that was on your team that you've ever played with? Well, I guess I'd have to say Jordy Nelson, <laughs> just based on his career. I mean, he was uh, he was pretty transcendent. Yeah, he was. Um, 
But he wouldn't have caught any of those passes if you weren't pass blocking for That's him. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get, you'll get a mention in his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. He's not nah, not quite. Our, our best yeah, shot. you heard it here first, Jordy. Yeah. You ain't going to the hall, so go suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't ever call my boy Brock. <laughs> Jordy Nelson and I butted heads once or twice, and uh, it was uh, I, I, I wound up looking like the goat, but not the greatest of all time, but the goat, like, like one of those goats. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I guess one of them was uh, we had this really hard practice towards the end of training camp. We were going to play the first game of the year against Auburn at Auburn. And uh, our coach at the time, so the coach that recruited me, his name was Bill Snyder. Um, name sounds familiar. He's pretty recognizable. Sounds then, like, looks like the Crypt Keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the Emperor and the Crypt Keeper had a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super famous. Like, uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, yeah, if he's not already in. He'll yeah, be he's in. in. Um, so he so he recruited me and he up and retires after my first year and we get this guy named Ron Prince. And if you just Google Ron Prince's name, you'll see all kinds of shit on him on the internet. There's there's tens of tens and twenty, thirty, forty, fifty podcasts of former players, uh, teammates of mine talking trash about all the stuff this guy did. But anyhow, one of the things he decided to do, one of these last practices of training camp, was to make everybody on offense do a hundred up downs. Okay, and this is after like a three-hour practice that halfway through the practice, he made everybody start over again. So it wound up being like a four-and-a-half-hour practice, and we're in the indoor uh, football field that's like hot as hell, 100-and-some degrees. There's no AC in there. So all these linemen are doing up-downs, and it's like Jordy Nelson is a prototype, just perfect athlete. Every one of his up-downs... Every five of his up-downs equals maybe a half of one of my up-downs, right? I'm right. going slow. And so are all the other linemen. But he picks me out of the bunch, and he, like, he kind of punks me in front of everybody, like saying I'm not trying hard enough and everything. Like, why don't you just quit, unroom, all this kind of stuff? And uh, anyways, so because of that, I've always had a bad taste in my mouth. Every, <laughs> every time he would torch you know, somebody and, and score a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, I was like, God damn, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Jordy Nelson. Yeah. So... Yeah, but um, yeah, a lot of a lot of crazy stories. Um, one other story that happened in that in that indoor football complex was uh, every football team has uh, winter conditioning that they do uh, before spring training, before spring football. And uh, we had this guy. I'm, I'm going to have to omit his name. Um, let's just call him. Uh, let's call him Bill. Okay, his name is Bill. And, Seems uh, like a nice guy, Bill. Yeah, he's he's the closest thing that you would ever encounter. Can we call him Bill O'Brien to a wild animal. Yeah, we call him Bill O'Brien. Call him yeah. Ob. B-O-B. Yeah. Bill O'B. So Bill O'B. We're, we're it's just the hardest uh, conditioning, like running, uh, agility type stuff you can think of, and it's basically for like two hours a day every morning, like six a.m. for a, f- a couple months at a time. Did and, this keep you in pretty good shape? Yeah, man. By the end of the, by the end of all that running, you would lose like 20, 30 pounds. You would be, Jeez. I mean, at one point, like about that time, you'd be about 285, 290. I, I would be, and you'd have like a line going down your gut. Like you're like almost have a six pack and you're like way that much. It's pretty awesome. Who do you think's be- better? Still have shape? a small dick, but you at least. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the hopes and dreams till they get there. You got yeah. that covered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no how many on girls? That. How many girls have been disappointed? They're with this <laughs> six foot five uh, dude, like, and they get to hooking up, like, oh, what the? Oh, uh-uh. it's too late, ladies. At least yeah. he was. 
So, uh, so Bill O'B. The, fr- the phrase too late does not uh, represent the feelings of all the rest oh, of the people yeah, on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Point Those of no are return. purely, purely Juan thoughts. Oh, yeah. they're going to lie and say Juan they thoughts. didn't finish. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> Hashtag Juan thoughts. Uh, you can email Juan at JuanSmith989. <laughs> so you got this conditioning thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Bill, old Bill, he, he, you know, he must have had an extra cup of coffee that morning. Because he decides he has to take a dump, like right in the middle of this workout. And so he, you go to the, you go to the Porter Canyon, take a dump. Naturally, right? No, no, you can't do that. So this is like this is regimented stuff. You're going like to these different stations. Would they have let Jory Nelson go take a dump? Ah, uh, you know, maybe he's a golden boy. So yeah, yeah maybe. Exactly. So. Yeah. So again, fuck Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're going to name this show? Yeah, fuck Jordy. Fuck Jordy Nelson. <laughs> uh, we will now, dollars. probably. <laughs> <laughs> so. um so so Bill says to Bill Snyder, Coach, I, I got to take a shit. Mm-hmm. And Bill's like, No, you you need to keep running. We're we're almost done with the workout. Just keep going. And 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 he asked him again, maybe five minutes later. I, I got to go. Like it, this is a this is this is happening right now. You know what I'm saying? And he says, No, just finish the workout. The third time comes around. He asked him one more time. You know, he gave him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this time he'll let him go. He says no. So so Bill. He takes one of his hands and, you know, he's wearing, we call it a girdle, but it's like a, a Nike, like tight fit, basically like underwear that he's working out in. He takes his hand in his ass crack behind his hand and he's like next to the wall. It's like a big, it's a big tin building. And uh, he takes out a huge handful of, of shit and throws it against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the most uh, obscene, crazy thing you'd ever see in your life. And, and Coach Snyder goes, God damn it. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Go wash your hands. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the most obscene things. Do you things still I keep in touch with that guy? No, but uh, you know, I looked him up on LinkedIn actually not long ago and he has a suit and like some, some like nice little spectacle glasses on. looks like a professional. So maybe he kind of found his way, but back then he was a wild man. <laughs> he well, played for the, he played for the Browns for a little while. Oh, so he did. He played in the mm-hmm. uh, NFL. Yeah. I wonder if he threw any shit on their Browns. Uh, <laughs> That's a fitting school yeah. uh, a team to go to. Yeah, That's very fitting. Yeah. Considering how they're consistent they are. Yeah. They're good this year. No, they're not. Yeah, they, yeah, beat, the, yeah, yeah. they beat the Cowboys. I, I mean, they beat, yeah, but they're three and one, right? Yeah, I think they're they three and one, one yeah. but let's see. It's they're only due. four games. Baker Mayfield's good. Look, Crater. Look, Crater. It's, it's teams like that. Like, I'm, I was born in Ohio, so I have, you know, slight appreciation for just for things Ohio, even though I'll never go back there like we've talked about before. Oh, it's a shitty state. Um, It's a terrible state. I've seen really? a few like, jerseys. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few teams where like you don't really you don't hate them. You don't love them. But you're like, I, I wouldn't mind if they did good. And the Browns are one of those teams. I'm like, they're due to the, I mean, shoot. 2000, 2001 was the last time they were in the playoffs. Do you have that jersey that has the name of like every quarterback that's listed ever on I've the back of it? Oh. I don't have that, but I've seen that. <laughs> like, uh, what's his name from uh, Notre Dame? Derek Anderson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they haven't had a good quarterback since Brady Quinn. What, the guy right? from, Brady Quinn, yeah. yeah. Since the guy from Miami, Kozar. Oh, right. He was their last good Bernie. quarterback. Have you seen that uh, documentary, uh, Broke? And Bernie Kozar was like the star of it. Yeah, I think so. He looks like he's sweating his ass off the whole time. His dad just screwed him, just sapped him the whole he time. He seemed like playing. such a good dude, too. Yeah. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yep, fuck uh, being nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other uh, crazy, interesting stories from playing for K State? Um, yeah, I mean, 
I guess some of the cooler things was like some of the guys you got to play against. You would get really fired up for certain games throughout the year. Um, like what was like the biggest name that you pancaked? Well, one of the one of the, the biggest name I played against was Nadama Kinsu at that Nebraska. A mean motherfucker. Oh, yeah. yeah, I played against. Stomp him. on your chest. Yeah, <laughs> mean. Yeah. Hopefully your chest, not your nads. You know, he does all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So he's dirty. He's he's one of those. We talked about mental stuff, right? Like he tried. He would try to get the edge on you before a game. You can ask anybody this, but you know, guys have the headphones on and they go warm up before games and walk around the field. He made it a point to you know. Usually they kind of sequester the teams like Nebraska's over here, K State's over here. He would just walk through all the K State players and like stare them down and all kind of stuff like that. And to try to that get, never got turned into a fist fight before the game. I'm sure. I'm sure it did, but like no, I didn't ever see one well, with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I played against him for two years. Um, he really came on that one year. Everybody probably remembers, where he like got Heisman votes and everything. Mm-hmm. The year before that, he wasn't quite as good. I mean, did pretty respectable. I don't didn't give up a sack against him or anything like that. But honestly, like everybody I played with would attest to this. The guy that played next to him actually was a bigger influence, like a bigger uh, playmaker, Jared Crick, who played for the Texans for a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, he was the guy that we actually worried about almost more so than Nadama could sue. Interesting. But That's because like, oh, Henry's gotten got sued. Don't even have to worry about that. <laughs> no double team needed. Yeah. That's pretty dope, though. Did they, did they ever yeah. double team on the interior, or is it only like a tackle thing? Yeah, well, one of the things that we would do um, – and this might make people chuckle if anybody I played with listens to this, but we would name one guy on the opposing team Poison. Mm-hmm. And we would say, he alone can like, wreck the game. Like the Bill Biv Bavo song? Yeah, Poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Sue was Poison actually that year. And uh, wherever he's at, everybody has to be mindful of where he is. We have to kind of game plan, you know, slide the pass protection to the, where he's at everything but yeah i mean there's some guys that are just so damn good the the best player i ever played against you guys have never heard of his name was uh james mcclinton he played for ku and he had like some kind of crazy kidney failure his senior year why would he play for ku if he's a stud dude let me tell you ku a basketball in 2007 was unbelievable they had a keep to they had a stacked defense um why they had carrie meyer who was a receiver they had another really good receiver i can't remember his name they had todd reasing at the quarterback and uh, they won the orange bowl they were really good i went to school during like the two or three best years ever of ku football which is which coincidence sucked. yeah <laughs> <I think not. laughs> yeah but this they guy got was, fat and happy on all unreal over here <laughs> yeah I'm trying to rack my brain for other stories oh there's that one uh okay so what i was telling y'all earlier is when you are like really hopped up and your adrenaline is pumping and you, uh, if something bad is going to happen or something good is going to happen, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Your brain is always like a couple steps behind your mouth as to like what you're going to, what comes out of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we had this play that was the funnest play for guards. I was a guard. It was a screen pass. And if you were the guard on the backside of the screen, I'm getting too much into football, but anyhow, you got to be the guy that got to knock the shit out of somebody. If you're the backside guard. So I, I knocked the holy crap out of this defensive lineman when we were playing at Colorado. And like I was saying, with your brain not connecting to your mouth, I'm on top of this guy. You know, snot bubbles are coming out of his mouth because I hit him so hard. And I said, ooh, you taste good. 
which is one of the most homoerotic things that you have probably ever heard it said on a football field. And it, there was a couple. That was more like by. prison rules. Yeah, <laughs> not really sexual, just about dominance. Yeah. And uh, so anyhow, we actually both started laughing uh, after I after I realized what I had said, and I helped him up and everything. But you know, stuff like that happens all the time. So, so. what is? Is there any major difference in playing high school? Like a top level versus playing college at the top level? Like what are the, was it an adjustment period or what was that like? Like were you the best player that was on the field most of the time in high school? Or were you like yeah. in the top five and then when you got into college you're probably Yeah, you know, it's kinda like I was saying, like we would just mop up most teams. We would play the first ten or eleven games of the year because I mean you're going against a guy that you have sometimes like almost a hundred pounds on. So you would like almost every play they're on the ground. Mm-hmm. You get to college, everybody is you know, you get you get that filtered out, right? So what you would expect the NFL has the best athletes out of college, you know, college has the best athletes out of high school. Mm-hmm. And so everybody you go against is a bear. Everybody's really good. I mean, there's guys that you definitely feel that you're better than, uh, that you're kind of looking forward to playing against. And then there's guys that are challenged you look forward to playing against too. But yeah, everybody's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is what's the dirtiest thing you've seen on a, on a field like play wise like like somebody was because i had a, i've had some buddies who played uh football but not at that that d1 uh anything i think we had uh, i don't know if you know him, chris he played it like right like blend or something like that mm-hmm. he got recruited for some big schools but uh didn't go to any of them but um he would say there's all kinds of stuff would happen at the bottom of a pile like there's like eye gouging like like people giving you like hooking your 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 uh what's what's cheek all kinds people grabbing your nuts like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff going on at the bottom of the pile is he exaggerating that or is it pretty like getting no. these cheap shots in while you can kind of some people are gonna do it some people won't yeah when you when there's a loose ball it is like anything is fair game right so you're definitely gonna get your you know like the side fat on a, on a <laughs> like this love handle thing. You're going to get the shit pinched out of that, all kinds of stuff. You're going to get punched in the ribs, trying to get a ball, all kinds of stuff. Pro- like, you know, a lot of times what happens is like, if you're away from a play or if there's like a long pass that you, you completed and you're kind of, you're trying to run down there, uh, defensive lineman, like this happened at that Auburn game. I was going against a defensive lineman who was really good. And he just kind of headhunted me and he found me and he just knocked the holy shit out of me like 50 yards away from the play. So that kind of dirty stuff happens a lot. Uh, probably the weirdest story I've ever heard was my, my dad. My dad played at Wichita State. They don't have a team anymore, but they did for a long time back in the like day. like Shockers? Or? The Shockers, yeah. Okay. Woo Shocks. And he was actually playing against K-State. Uh, like his junior year and they had this traitor I know right (laughs) they had this dude named Reggie Singletary who was a really good defensive lineman and uh, the first play of the game my dad was playing tackle against him and uh, Reggie Singletary just grabbed my dad's face mask and like uh, the three stooges just poked (laughs) both of his eyes goodness (laughs) with his fingers (laughs) so yeah anything that you can do to get an edge that hopefully the refs don't see people try to get away with stuff Mm -hmm. so how realistic is it to life when you're watching like remember the titans uh uh varsity blues where there's like you're down at halftime and the coach is in there giving like this this motivational speech it's like al pacino it's a game of inches from any given sunday is anything like that or is it all like all right guys here's where we fucked up the the, this it's like all x's and o's where is it in between those two 
okay, so like at halftime, what happens is you go to the locker room and you split up by position and you talk to your position coaches. And the halftime might be 20, 30 minutes. And so for 25 of those 30 minutes, you're talking about schemes and it's not anything that's dramatic like a movie scene. But the last three to five minutes, everybody goes and takes a knee. And that's when like the head coach makes his money and gives you one of those Al Pacino type, tries to get everybody fired up and everything. So it's only like, you know, 10% of really what it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would imagine that shit works, though. Gets you all fired up, at least for a couple of plays. Yeah, one thing that we had at K-State, which was awesome, is we had like this whole like propaganda department you know like 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 the people that make the highlight videos and stuff Mm -hmm. so they were awesome and we'd have this highlight video we'd watch before each game in the film room and let's say like you know they have a theme or they figure out like which guys they really want to get fired up so we were playing against ut and so the common thread with all the guys that played at k-state that were from texas was they hated ut and a&m because like they didn't feel like they were recruited by them mm-hmm. and so what the like the videos guys would do they'd like they'd find like highlights of me like knocking the crap out of people or these other guys from from texas that were doing it to get mm-hmm. them excited so that kind of stuff was cool that's gonna be fun mm-hmm. did you ever give any speeches uh, at all mm. No, no. I mean, I was. I would I was, feel like your speech would be you just start screaming like fucking a madman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine was a lot of like expletive. You oh, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quit being fucking scared, all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, someone says like they need more help on a on a block or something. I'd say you know, you know, that's, that's a cop out, man. You can you can block that guy yourself. You know, things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of you try to like lead by example by doing what you. Like a real Jory Nelson kind of a thing. Lead by example. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Salt of the earth, Jory Nelson. (laughs) Man, you just don't forget, man. (laughs) Oh, me and my other buddy, we give him crap about it all the time. (laughs) But uh, that's got to be like, so... You got recruited. Uh, you went you went straight there. Did, so on the, did you go on the recruiting trip to Kansas State? I went on the recruiting trip to K State. Was it anything like he's got game where like they were trying to get you blowjobs left and right? The, and my this. recruiting trip to K State was the first time I ever got drunk. What? Actually, yeah. And uh, what happens is the guy back then, the guy that was you have a host is a mm-hmm. guy on the team. I would have been get, that guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you've been a great guy. recruiting. Juan tool. still is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, we just mean he hangs out on college campuses and yeah. tries, tries to get underage people drunk. <laughs> he goes down there to Ann Arbor and just like, hey, only in America. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my van. <laughs> but did you die? So they got, so they got you drunk. Yeah, so he gets 25 bucks to host you. And he's like, hey, man, what kind of beer do you want? And it's like, the only thing I could think of was Budweiser. So he got, Bud like heavy, a, nice. he got like a suitcase of Budweiser's, took me to this house party, and I just had that thing next to like a Lazy Boy and just drank them and drank them and drank them until I started getting a, like a, a buzz and I started kind of having like a panic attack. It's like, what the hell is it? Like, dude, just chill. You're getting drunk for the first time ever, you know? That's what it was. I didn't get laid. I was too fat and ugly. Uh, yeah. You're too busy drinking those cold beers. Yeah. Cold beers. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked. 
Yeah. It worked. They got me. They had me before I went there. So do, like, do the football team, do they all hang out together? Like once you're all in at K-State, do they all party together? Or was it like a frat without, without being a frat? Or what was that like? Yeah, that's the best part. That's the part you remember the most, the part you miss the most. Especially, I think, with offensive linemen. I mean, like, they're really tight. We were always doing stuff together, always getting into shit. You know, I lived in this house in college that uh, I was convinced was haunted. And uh, <laughs> I lived with awesome. two of the roommates that, that were convinced it was, too. And so my, these other linemen would give me shit about it. And one night in the middle of the night, they, a few of them decided to come over. And, uh, and that what I didn't know is that they let one of them in the back door. And he went down in the basement. And then about a half hour later, he started like beating on the, on the floor of the house. And I was like, oh, fuck, guys, the ghost. It's the <laughs> ghost, right? And so. So and I'm, what I've got about this story so far is that Brock let a guy in the back door in college. <laughs> <laughs> this college, I guess. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't know. Well, we should yeah. let him finish. <laughs> well, he let him finish. I'll tell you that much. The back door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't lock it that night. <laughs> And uh, so anyhow, he, this guy got a little overzealous down there and he started like breaking a couple windows. And I was convinced like either someone's down there or there's a ghost. So I called 911. <laughs> the cops showed up. It was a whole mess. And they, they, they told me it was a real small town. Wait, so- wait, 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 wait. You called the cops on what you thought was a ghost? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I was like uh, the biggest scared guy in the world oh, that night. Oh, my God. We've got to hunt down that 911 call. <laughs> <laughs> please somebody, to hear please that. send somebody. Yeah. There's a ghost in my basement. <laughs> Sir, are you on drugs? <laughs> like, no. Is this a joke? So what happened with know. the cops when they got there? I just had to explain it away and... Uh, it's a small town where they're where the school is at, so a cop could get there like you know in a couple minutes. They're yeah. always cruising around trying to find DUIs and stuff, and uh, so the the cops got there before the guys could really tell me that there was someone else down there. But yeah, but I had a couple broken windows and uh, a lot of shame. After <laughs> oh my goodness! Mm. Did did you have any nicknames in high school or college? Mm, people called me Funroo, which was I think was pretty That's cool. cool nickname. Yeah. That's a good nickname. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Was it ironic or were you actually fun? <laughs> I just think it was like the the wordplay. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other ones that are kind of off color, maybe that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you hung out with the offensive linemen. It's always the rumor, or not the rumor, but like I, the book on athletes, especially in the NFL, is like the offensive linemen are the smartest people on the team. Is that would you say that's the case, or that's completely overblown? Offensive linemen are the smartest people on the team, and they have the best-looking girlfriends on the team. Yet they are the ugliest sons of bitches on the team, <laughs> without fail. No, it's true. Yeah, I don't know should give I, you hope, I, man. Maybe we're more cuddly or something, but yeah. No, yeah, they're the smartest guys, but they're also the, the least athletic guys on the team. And mm. uh, so you got to make up with it with some, some brains. Mm-hmm. and uh, know where to put your feet and have your technique now and know your plays and stuff like that. Otherwise, I mean, defensive linemen are unbelievably more athletic than offensive linemen on, on the whole. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll crush you if you don't know what you're doing. So why, that, that in mind, why do you hate on the American treasure that is J.J. Watt? <laughs> this guy has been hating on that guy okay. since I've known him. I, is he an American treasure, though? Yes. 
Is he though? <laughs> after Harvey, is he though? Yeah, oh, just raising a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's an American treasure. Mm-hmm. Like being defensive player of the year three years in a row. That's a treasure. Getting hurt. Not having year. any controversies about you during all that time. That's a treasure. <laughs> I just don't want to see the guy every time I go to ATB. In the oh, meat he market. does. He's a tryhard. I'll give you that. That's what I'm. And I, he just well, he, make your money while you can. That's true. And he just like promotes the hell out of himself, and it's like, uh, I know he's capitalizing on it. He had probably, like you said, the three to five years of the greatest stretch of maybe since like Lawrence Taylor or something. Yeah, just dudes that influence the game. Mm-hmm. It's just every time I get on Twitter, he's like talking about some kind of you know, yeah, you know, just trying to make the world a better place. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's like, like, total on, prick, give it a break. Total prick, total prick. Yeah. Don't be clouding <laughs> up the world with that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> y'all weren't in college at the same time. He was way after you, right? Yeah, he was maybe a couple, two, three years after me. Because y'all, y'all would have played him, right? He's, we probably. Well, yeah, he played at uh, what Central Let's, Michigan and Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. So when, he was a tight end for it. Wisconsin left Big Twelve, right? Wisconsin was not. I mean, Nebraska left the Big Nebraska, Twelve. That's what I'm thinking. I'm getting those two confused. Nebraska, man, the Big Twelve just gets shit on all the time, and we deserve it because OU and Texas suck this year. But yeah, well, I mean, we. I mean, it's it's established for twenty years now. SEC is all that matters in football. <laughs> mm. Am I right? Am I right? You got me no. boiling over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love giving him shit about because uh, you. I was I can't remember if it was you or Chris, my buddy Chris. Some one of you two was like recruited by Nick Saban while he was at LSU. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was Chris. No, it wasn't me. Yeah. And uh, and he, he couldn't he couldn't take the scholarship even if he wanted to. But because uh, he had the grade, didn't have the grades. Yeah. Or? Okay. And um, I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't going to school with him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's some crazy shit. That would have been insane. He wasn't in homeroom with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was in homeroom. I had I did nothing but homeroom. <laughs> yeah. Home home. Home ec was my fucking <laughs> core curriculum. Yeah. Were there any homeschool kids that played on the football team? Because I know that if you, I think the rule is this is what I heard. My mom never let me test it. She would not, wouldn't let us play football. Uh, is that you're allowed? Like any kid who's homeschooled, they have they are designated to a certain school that if they wanted to play on the sports team, they would have to try them out. And if they were good enough, they had to give them a spot. That's cool. I know. I've never seen, I don't remember one. They're usually had their nose in the books or something. I don't know what happened with you, but uh, they're yeah, usually yeah, the books did not stick. <laughs> not at all. I went to Texas state, <laughs> the much maligned Texas state, apparently uh, Harvard of the hill country. That's what a, I say. It's a fun school. It was a fun school. Everybody, it's a shame that they don't have a sports program to speak of. Cause there, that college, that campus alone, could get insane amounts of recruits. Yeah, it's better than the 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 concrete jungle that is Austin. Like UT yeah. is like in the middle of a city, which yeah. I, that's a benefit in and of itself. But you're in a city that has other things to do, uh, and they don't care about the football uh, as much. And then you go to like a college town, like San Marcos is a perfect college town. It's small. It's beautiful. There's hills everywhere. There's freaking rivers that run through it. Like that would be a natural like selling point. And it was like Playboy Party College of the Year a couple times, but that was like in the eighties. Yeah, their biggest problem I think is just their proximity to UT. Like they have a bunch of 
you know, t-shirt fans that go to Texas state that are UT people. Mm-hmm. If they were like out in Lubbock, like Texas tech is, and we're as big, as, if they were as big as they were, maybe they'd be more competitive. We're, we're bigger than love. We're bigger than UT. I mean, uh, tech, right. Uh, like undergrad wise, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it's never, it doesn't have any tradition, no, no athletic tradition that's worth a damn. And I think that's a big thing. It's that's like, why you went there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't like, I, I love sports, but I was like, I actually, well, I don't know why I only applied to two schools. What other schools did you apply to? Uh, U of H. Okay. I got into both of them and I was like, well, at least I'll, I want to go. I, I have no idea other than laziness why I didn't apply <laughs> to A&M or UT. Cause I had really good grades cause I had to go through community college mm-hmm. cause I didn't take the SATs and take any of that standardized testing. So I, I had like probably like a 3.5 or better from two years worth of, of community college that I was transferring over. So I probably could have gotten into just about anywhere. They just been way more expensive. Mm. Yeah. But I just applied it too. I was like, eh, San Marcos seems like more fun. So I did it very last minute. It was crazy. And uh, I was just waiting tables at Cheesecake Factory. I was like, I got the fuck it. I got college completed and move on. And then I got into fat debt. That I'm finally about to pay off. You about to pay it off? Yeah, uh, I got only a couple months left. We got a party when you go pay it off, man. Yeah, let's go party, get some DUIs to have to pay for. (laughs) It's gonna be great. No, but uh, thank. I I guarantee what's gonna happen. Just as God's thumb in my eye is, uh, I'm gonna pay it off. Uh, Biden's gonna get in office and Mm -hmm. be like, "All right, we're canceling every student debt." Yeah. (laughs) Like, poof. But hey, I would be happy for. All future generations <laughs> can't be happier. <laughs> uh, any, uh, what's your thoughts on the NCAA? Oh, right. NCAA is a corrupt piece of shit organization. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not getting any arguments here. <laughs> so, um, my last year at K-State, I uh, tore my pec just completely off the bone lifting weights believe it or not uh, i figured right. it'd be like fighting a ghost or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> like constantine's doing battle yeah yeah <laughs> um and uh so i i missed my whole last year and uh normally what happens is you know your school petitions the ncaa to get you what's called a medical hardship and that gives you another year of eligibility and um we petitioned K State did sent the sent the documents or whatever into NCAA and I just didn't get any play from them. They didn't even consider it. Um, so it's like what I was telling y'all earlier at dinner is like if you have any kind of name recognition, like I don't know if you remember, like there's that guy Shipley, Jordan Shipley for UT. Yeah, yeah. He got one. Like guys didn't are always he get getting multiple them. years. I think he might have. He was. I think there. he played somewhere after UT, like mm-hmm. Hawaii or some shit. And uh, so if you're a lineman that you know you started a few years, like you. People know your name at K-State, but, you know, you're not, like, a, in the media or whatever. This is not – I don't think it's worth it to them. And so that just always left a bad taste in my mouth. And there's just, they're so inconsistent. And because of that, I just can't respect them, you know. I think what's going to happen, like everybody says over time, is the schools and the conferences are going to get more and more power consolidated with them. And they're just going to kind of do their own thing. They're going to create some kind of new league or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like why, four, just ha- why not just have – a robust minor league, like in baseball, all those athletes, those people are athletes. Look, I would say, look, have a minor league system for football that anyone who wants to do it can do it. 
if you want to be a student athlete, then you go into co- like the traditional college way where you don't make any money, you don't get any sponsorships, you just get your your room and board uh, and classes paid for. But don't force people to have to go to school if they don't want to go to school. If they're stud athletes, if they want to make money off their body after they're eighteen, just let them do it. And then, but have college because college is not, in my opinion, I've ranched about this to uh, you, you and Travis to no end. Like college is not about sports; it's about learning a skill that's going to make like you can use for the rest of your life. And if you want to blend both, great. And but but you shouldn't make it to where that's what your school is all about. Well, these schools, at least in my opinion, a lot of these schools, the football programs are so big, it's a football program with a school attached to it. Exactly. That's what and I'm so saying. It's, it's where the money is. Right. And it's, it's really all about the money. And then the NCAA gets involved. Like, I think it's bullshit that an athlete can't go, a college you know, football star can't go like sign autographs for 10 bucks each. They're like, oh, no, you can't make any money. That's ridiculous. You know? It's all a charade, too. It is. Like, it is. Oh, because we're saying you're a student athlete. You're not a professional. Yeah, but they'll so take why, why their can't name a and make. student athlete sign something for, exactly. and make, make some money off of it. But they'll use yeah. their name and make all kinds of money off of it. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. the bullshit yeah. thing. The school definitely will. The yeah. NCAA, well, their TV deals pay them out because this is big business. And it's really unfair. You know, it's, it's football is a dangerous sport. Let's just, it is what it is. These guys should get compensated because there are guys like you that, you know, there's people hurt. smearing shit all over the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's Fucking guys that don't make it into the NFL. Like vast and majority at of any guys point don't. you can suffer an injury that will make it where you can't play again. Right. Mm-hmm. The risk is so high. People do not understand. I think what abuse these guys put them through just to get to a game. I mean, their chance of injury is every day. They're doing stuff to their bodies that, frankly, is not meant to do. And being they do pushed stuff further. like they do stuff like drink like thirty six Pepsi's in a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, this is the first time. <laughs> this you, is the first time on the podcast we've had two athletes on. You yeah, that's realize true. Juan over here is a Juan is a award winning athlete. Yeah, Juan winning like a uh, trapeze artist or something like that. Cirque du Soleil I was a dancer. national champion. Yes. Damn. <laughs> National champion of what again was this called? Uh, it was called Agrosport. Not one of the four the not one of, not one of the four major sports if I don't recall if I remember correctly. Agrosports no. isn't a major sport? No, in fact I've never heard of it till this day. Agrocrag? Is that what you said? Yeah. It's called yeah, Acrosports. Acrosports? Oh, acro- like, uh, it's acrobatics, but with certain like groups of people and stuff like that to music and all that. It's like CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't or know. Rhythm, or like rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, probably. But I just use it for? as the uh, catalyst for other rhythmic positions, so it worked out fine. <laughs> That's where you got yeah, your I stroke. Said, you know what? I wasn't about got, the sport. I bet you he got High more school pussy was from not about sport the sport. somehow <laughs> than you did for me a D1. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was a starter for <laughs> pumping that pelvis all over the place, yeah. man. <laughs> So, like, speaking and of, he like, probably had standards that, and morals. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting your. I don't right. know. I've known him for a couple of years, and I don't know about that. But, uh, so that's why he's married. <laughs> was there a difference between um, like your Jory Nelson, Josh Freeman's, like like these guys are definitely going in the league? Uh, amount of like, were there women throwing themselves at them, or was it even then? It was just like, no, this is college. 
not a big deal. Yeah, there was women that would seek out those oh, hell guys. Yeah. yeah, like I was actually just giving my buddy shit on texting uh, yesterday. This guy, it was a lineman with me, and he was going after this girl so hard for months, just working on her. And he finally got her to agree to go to a house party uh-huh. after a game, a Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Um, he took her to the house party and he was there for, uh, you know, an hour or so with her. And then all of a sudden he didn't see her. Where'd she go? You know, he goes around looking for her and all of a sudden, you know, one of the bedroom doors is, is shut and, uh, he opens it and this chick's in there giving Josh Freeman <laughs> fellatio. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, how could you do this to me? <laughs> Is he talking to Josh or the girl? <laughs> I don't know. Come to, yeah, that's a good point. He probably gave up a couple of sex that next game. Potential <laughs> <laughs> career ender and some blindside sex. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, linemen usually, you know, per capita have the prettier girlfriends, but you want to keep them away from the stud running back and quarterback and receiver mm. and all that kind of skill <laughs> position scumbags. Yeah. Was, you, was there anyone on, like, you don't have to say the name, but was there anyone who was just like, <laughs> A total, like, uh, just Tomcat, just, like, all going, getting the most out of his college experience. Oh, yeah, man. And, you know, <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't even, like, there was, like, some hanger on. It was the kicker, wasn't it? It was the kicker. Kickers sling it, man. Kickers. Because <laughs> kickers are pretty. Kickers look like, every one of them looks like a soccer player. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. They, they're, like, this closest thing to, like, you know how chicks love baseball players. They look like a baseball player. Like, yeah. You yeah. know, some t- there's, a, there's a certain type of girl that likes a likes a football player and there's a certain type of girl that likes a guy that you know maybe they could throw around if they got pissed off enough or something like that so yeah, there yeah was- where do i find those girls <laughs> <laughs> meaning oh, that they're it- everywhere <laughs> <laughs> meaning the girl would throw around the guy yeah right yeah i think the only sport that i could ever have played would have been soccer just based on sheer uh height i played it when i was height? like i played it when I yeah height height <laughs> Pure height. Um, so I played. Uh, that was my highest athletic achievement. Was uh, playing when I was like, friend. like fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, freaking intramural soccer. That was the the height. But I was the best player on the league. But I never played above that. If I been, if I had played, if I had gone to high school, I definitely would have played. At least soccer, if not a couple other sports. Adam is an athlete. I have played sand volleyball with Adam. <laughs> yeah, lay and, out. <laughs> and basketball. And yeah, he gets after it. He's tenacious. Until I lose my, my wind and then I'm uh, dead yeah. to the world. <laughs> Soccer's by far, to me, I think physically one of the most difficult sports. Sure. The endurance. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, you're ridiculous. just running, running, running. As Did you not hear person. about the uh, three stooges eye poking that his, <laughs> his dad had to deal with? That's about as physical <laughs> as it gets. Yeah, but those guys use those nasty cleats, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I guess football players would too. God, yeah. that does suck. Yeah, so that's one thing that blows my mind. I hate stubbing my toe. I hate it. It ruined, it ruined like a solid hour, stubbing my toe. I feel like football, you're crushing up against another gigantic person every play. They must you get you must get your finger trapped between helmets, all that shit. Like I don't know how anyone deals with that level of pain. Yeah, you get your feet stepped on all the Ugh. time. You take your cleats off after a game and they're like purple, you know. I'm fortunate that like a lot of guys that you know, like your finger or your toenails would come off because they're so purple and bruised up. Oh, and that never happened to me, but I saw it happen all the time. Um yeah, and you know, just think about this. Like, 
What if you just went out in the middle of a field and just dove on the ground like 75 times? How exactly. Would, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of what you do also, but you don't have the, you, you wouldn't have the collision, but it would still hurt like a bitch yeah. just doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So how, do, like, how, the, they, how does everyone deal with the pain? Is it just adrenaline the whole time? Yeah. You don't feel any pain until like the cliche, like the next day or the day, a couple days after it. Like it. Did you take ice, ice baths afterwards? They made you take ice baths. I'm not sure if your wing can handle that much more. No, friction. it was. <laughs> I mean, I just had to tell, like, yeah, it was not even a, apparent that I was a quick a male. conversation, but come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like Juan after that ice bath. Hey, Juan's got insulation, man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, did ice bath sleeping help, bag, though? baby. <laughs> the, the ice bath helped, yeah. Some people are real disciplined about getting in it every day. I didn't do it quite as often as I probably should have. But yeah, those help. You know, a lot of guys, you have to get, some people have to get doped up before a game. If you got a bad shoulder, you take a shot in it, or they had these little pills you would take. I would have to take those because I had really bad ankles. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the ankles of, like, a ballet dancer or something. It's weird, like, real skinny ones. Yeah, <laughs> and they, okay. both of them are broke. Yeah, uh, so I think I, long-term, like, doing sports at a really high level, man, I, like, now that I'm older, I definitely did not, I, can, I competed at decent levels, but the payout was zero, so it's like, I... It, not like except for all kids, that muff. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like elbow deep in muff. Yeah, I just, like saying, I just like saying muff. But anyways, <laughs> like other than that, though, it's like long term. It's like you have you age earlier, bro. Yeah, my shoulders are gone from that shit. Mm-hmm. Gone. It's like they just dislocate all the time. Yeah, and it's only from that because nobody else I know my age arms do that. Yeah, except other guys that I know that did what I did, and it's like, man, that's just not worth it. So I want my kids to just not really be in sports, <laughs> which is, uh, I would definitely, I mean, having only played at a very minimal level, I would still want my kids to play sports uh, if I ever have kids. But, uh, cause I feel like the, the camaraderie, the learning yeah, discipline, true. uh, teamwork, learning how to take a hit and, and not lose your shit. And then like, I, I think a lot of it is just like, because I feel like a lot of people are going away from sports. It just goes on to that same thing in society. Wide problem is like everyone thinks they're the best. Everyone thinks they're perfect. Everyone thinks... Because if you don't have to get stack up against anybody ever, mm-hmm. you can think that. Like if you're the best That's a valid point. player, That's a very valid that doesn't point. mean shit. But if you play sports, it's a meritocracy unless your dad's the coach, in which case you get whatever position you want. Uh, but basically the best person is going to play. And... Uh, that is that is learn. true because when I got on, like I did not get along with anyone else that I was on my team with. My coach and I barely talked. I I, I got on for one reason because I worked harder than anyone else by far. I did not stop. I I would be the earliest and leave the latest, and I'd never fucking stop moving. And I wasn't very good when I started. I had no prior training. I didn't even start till I was like sixteen, which is like ancient. And I learned that shit quick. But that's the only reason I got on was because, like you said, like. I learned if you really put in work, you may not be the most talented or the biggest or anything, but you can still make shit happen for yourself if you put forth the effort. So yeah, I guess you know I did learn that from sports. So how do we think that? Did you ever play any skill positions in football? <laughs> no, no. O lineman from the day one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. What Juan said is totally true. It's like this super hokey quote. It's like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And so I was never the most athletic dude, like Juan was saying, but I knew like 
if I could become the strongest guy, if I got my hands on somebody, then they weren't going to move. So I just mm-hmm. try to be as strong as I could be. Mm-hmm. And, um, you just got to have more will and, and, uh, intestinal fortitude, I guess. You have more guts than the guy that you're competing for a spot against. Yeah. But it keeps you humble. Like you said too, man, you got to compete every day against people on your team and against people in games and stuff. So yeah, keeping yourself humble. And then like, man, in, in my, in my career, like in my job, it's like people bitch a lot, like, Oh, it's so hard. But it's like, man, you could throw anything at me and it's not going to be near as hard as doing 100 up-downs and getting right. bitched out by Jordy Nelson. Yeah, fuck you, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> For good measure. <laughs> People don't forget, Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, that actually paid off in your real life, it's a good thing you did work on getting strength. One of my favorite Brock stories, it was I think you were on 6th Street. Was this in Austin? <laughs> Brock ran into a, a, I don't know if they're like a local gang. Or what were they called again? The Banditos. Yeah. Huge, horrible gang. Uh, super scary. Super scary biker scary gang. Mexican guys in this gang. Yeah. And so how, what was the story? Bring, bring us, uh, take us through the story. Well, it's a pretty cool story because what I could say is I got jumped by eight Banditos <laughs> in the Dizzy Rooster on 6th Street in Austin. Sounds like something out of Every time I hear this story as an extra person, started out at five, <laughs> now it was six. So, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I guess a couple years after college, um, I, was, I just got a wild hair. I wanted to get out of town. I was living in Houston in an apartment at the time, and I had a friend that lived in uh, just north of Austin. And uh, so I said, hey, man, let's go, let's go down to 6th Street. I'm driving out, stay, crash at your place. Uh, his name is Billy Bob. That's how country I am. I went to high school with a, name, a guy named Billy Bob. And there's this other guy that I went to junior high with named Harry. And he came up from San Antonio. We met, and we just went out to 6th Street, went to a few bars, got pretty lubed up. And one of the one of the last stops of the night was this place called the Dizzy Rooster, which I guess is, I don't know if it's still around or whatever. Um, anyhow, uh, we were there and feeling good, and I had to take a leak. I had to break the, the, the seal had already been broken, but anyhow, I go down. There's this hallway that you would go down to go to the pisser, and uh, I walked in there. There was a there was a group of four uh, dudes in there, and um, they were just kind of standing around. And I walked around the corner in the bathroom to find the urinals, and all the urinals had like those trash bags around them, like mm-hmm. they were out of order, right? So. I quickly realized I wasn't going to be able to take a leak there. I had to wait for these guys to handle their business and get out of there. So I'm walking back to the door just to stand there for them to get done. And the smallest guy in the group looks at me and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? Like that, like Mm -hmm. with a scowl on his face. I was like, man, I just had to take a leak. I went over to the urinal. I didn't know they're out of order. And he goes, yeah, well, shut the F up. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to cuss so much. This is my first podcast. (laughs) We talked about mouth. guys smearing shit yeah. on the wall <laughs> and, uh, and big dicks earlier. And I'm like, you know, three seats to the wind. I'm I'm well marinated. I'm drunk. Okay. And so, if a little guy is going to tell me to shut the f up, then I got to use my big boy voice on him. I got a guy got to bark at him. I said, no, man. You know, f you. You know what I mean. And then, so after uh, soon after that, all four of these guys I figured out very quickly were in league with each other, and they all <laughs> they all turned towards me. It wasn't the matching vests, or the- <laughs> no, that's the next thing. What was I, it gave it away? <laughs> they all had like studded leather vests on, and I knew I wasn't at a gay bar. So these guys are some kind of motorcycle gang or something. 
And so we start jawing at each other. And, uh, and I don't know, it, probably for 30 seconds or so. And then that little short guy, he threw a punch at me. And I did the coolest thing I'll ever do in my life. I could die tomorrow, and it'll be the coolest thing I've ever done. Is like never the mind getting married and having a kid. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's all secondary. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you. I'm here. <laughs> I did like a. I don't even know like a like a like a what's that guy's name that does the apkido? The guy that's in the that has the ponytail. It's in all kung the, fu. No, like the Steven uh, Seagal. Steven Seagal. I did a thing where like I backed up, and I grabbed his his arm like this, and I went over the top behind his head, and this porcelain sink was behind me, <laughs> and I went boom like that. <laughs> And I like his head or something hit that sink and it was on. It was like, <laughs> it's the realest fight I'll ever be in in my life. And like, sometimes I think about it when I'm just driving by myself and I just get scared shitless because I probably should have died. These, it was, it, it became like they were tag teaming me. It was like me on two at a time. And then the other two would come in and it felt like it went on forever and ever. And it went on for so long that at one point, Harry, he came up to the bathroom and the door was like fluttering open and closed. And I was like, Harry, get your ass in here. I need some help. And he's, he's a shorter, smaller guy, but I could have used his help. <laughs> and uh, he just like, I don't think he'd ever been in that situation before. It's he not just, who you want in a foxhole. No, it's not. I really would have wanted Billy Bob because he's a scrapper. He was out on the dance floor or something. Or your dad or your grandpa or, anybody. or your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> grandpa! So, <laughs> Somebody will put up, throw some coffee at least or something. One of the guys was like a real heavy set short guy and he had a big beard on. And I remember like, I just pushing him in his chest with both my hands and he fell on his ass into one of the stalls. And at that point I, I tried to kind of start edging my way out of the bathroom. Cause it's like, I'm not going to put all four of these guys down. Like you see in the movies, like they're right. going to keep coming. So I stuck my foot in the door so the door couldn't shut. And they said, he's trying to get out. Keep him inside. Shut the door. Shut the door. And at that point, I thought, okay, these guys are going to keep the door shut. And one of them, like, has a butterfly knife, and they're going to gut me right here mm -hmm. in the Dizzy Rooster, you know? <laughs> so um, so I went in, like, when you see, like, a, an animal getting chased in the Serengeti, dude, like, I got big eyes. And I just grabbed the door where my foot was in it and slammed it up against the wall and opened it and got bought my way out into the hallway. And then... So the four guys followed me out in the hallway and then four more of them came down the hallway. I don't know if like they, they, maybe they were waiting or they had the eye on the bathroom or something. And there's eight dudes that I was just like, just doing this. And like, <laughs> like anything I could do to get out of this hallway. And I, I got, I got out of there and they didn't follow me like onto this dance floor. And I got out there. I had this nice jacket on that I liked a lot. It was all ripped up everywhere. I was bleeding all down my face like this. I could stick my pinky, like, you know, you have those canine pointy yeah. teeth. Mm -hmm. I could stick my pinky all the way through my lip right here. Oof. I have oh. a scar right here from it. I get, someone hit me like, there's like a ball you have, a bone behind your ear. Yep. It just hurt for like a month after that. And so I went up to the bouncer. I'm like, dude, I just got my ass kicked by like all these dudes in the bathroom and the bouncer's like, oh, those guys are banditos. And I was like, what the fuck's a bandito? I didn't know what they were. And they're like, okay, they're like an international motorcycle gang and you need to get the hell out of here. Get your buddies and get out of here right now. Like he wasn't trying to do anything like to throw those guys out. Yeah. It's, so, the Mex it's the Mexican hell's angels basically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm walking down sixth street, just blood gushing, man. It's like, I probably should have got stitches that night. And uh, we walk another maybe a couple hundred yards, and I find 
I find a policeman with Harry and Billy Bob, and I'm like, sir, I just got jumped in this bar by this motorcycle gang, apparently. And I just, I don't know if there's something I could do, like, or I just want to report it. Mm -hmm. And the cop said, those are the banditos. They're an extremely dangerous motorcycle gang. (laughs) We could do one of two things. We could file a report. I could get some backup. We could go down to that bar and round them up. If, if, if we do that, most certainly they're going to figure out your name. They're going to find your family and they're going to kill your family is what this cop Jesus. said. He just doesn't want to do any paperwork. He, he, said, yeah. he said, we could do that or you could just keep rolling. So I just walked and we went to like a Walgreens. I got one of those, a couple of those butterfly yeah. band-aids. And I just had my t- tail between my legs the rest of the night. But that's the realest fight I'll hopefully ever be in. My yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Bandito. Yeah, I had a similar fight. Like, no, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> what, with your sister at homeschool? Yeah. Uh, mm. All right, so I got two quick questions I want to hit you with. So, uh, so you're about to have triplets. Yes, I am, actually. This, this sucker had a kid, and he's going back for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if they are uh, a boy, or any of them are boys, are they you gonna let them play uh, sports or football? Yeah, I'm gonna let them. I'm not gonna like. Are you gonna? And you're gonna encourage the shit out of them. Play? I mean, honest. they're gonna be watching K State every Sunday, oh, those right? Poor kids, those and poor kids. all that stuff. So, uh, as I think, as long as you are well conditioned and you know that you're not, you're supposed to see what you hit. You're supposed to cock your head back and not hit with the top of your head i mean you should be okay but it's like if my kid is truly not interested in football and wants to do whatever else I, it's not it's like a futile act to try to make him want to yeah. play football you know like they'll hate me yeah you want you have to make it fun i feel like for them to get addicted to yeah, it like i'll feed them if they play football you know i'll do stuff. yeah if they don't they, they don't eat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if like, oh, he's gonna get like three Six foot five to six foot seven uh, theater majors. <laughs> but uh, so the follow up question, the second question. So if you have three girls, four all told, are you going to let them date athletes? Yeah, I think I'd rather have them date an athlete than like a dude in a band or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair. I mean, there's like, there's like a stigma on athletes, but I mean, they're. They're doing. They're engaged in something outside of school. They're you know doing something productive for themselves. Like uh, you, I, didn't, you didn't whore around. I didn't so whore didn't around, and I. You know what, Melissa? I, if you're listening, I'm pretty tame, dude. I didn't. I didn't even. Melissa, go. if you're listening, we cut out the three hours yeah. that we talked about all of his escapades. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We did not do that. That's probably, part of the reason why I played sports so much is because like I didn't even. I, the first date I ever went on was my senior prom. What? I didn't date anybody in high school. Why? I don't know. I was, I was, I just, I was, I was a fat, ugly kid in high school. I had braces until the day before my senior pictures in high school, from second grade to senior year in high school. I'm sure you still could have gotten a girl. Uh, it just didn't work out for me. I don't know. Hmm. Man, you think but of that resume, up. you just fall ass backwards and land on you or something. I wish, yeah. I wish I had more <laughs> cool stories to tell y'all. That, you know, that's how you know that he's hiding all of these cool stories. Mm-hmm. They don't want any of them getting back. Savvy move. <laughs> Savvy move. But yeah, yeah, congratulations on the kiddos. Thank you. I hope they're all three girls. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my goodness, as, as a father, that's a horrifying matters. thought. 
I got one daughter and I'm just, I want to puke every time I think about her going out there where guys are. Oh my God. If they're like me, I fucking, it's like the worst, like payback of life. But think about it. So his, his wife, uh, who I know as well, uh, was an athlete. She played basketball in college. So if you do have three sons that are, and she's tall too, mm. they're tall. Are you going to push them towards basketball or football? I would love for them to be stud basketball players, but like, I think there's a better shot of them to try to get a scholarship in football. Cause there's like uh, 85 scholarships on a football team and like 10 or less on a right, basketball, basketball team. team. Plus if they take after your body shape, they're going to be yeah. some wide. I'm hoping that I, I breed a little bit of more angular, like smallness. <laughs> with maybe my some, wife's family. Let's go from, we'll go from O line to D line. Maybe <laughs> yeah, get some Watt kids or yeah. But Juan, what you were saying about having a daughter, man, just changes everything. And it's like, it's like what Chris Rock said, you know, that line about having a daughter. <laughs> it's like, if you have a daughter or if you have a son, you got to worry about one dick. If you have a daughter, you got to worry about every dick in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you're on high alert, man. I can't wait to the first time his uh, daughter has a boyfriend who she's fighting with. I'm not, forget about the not look, just fighting with. He's going to be the most, like, he's going to scare the shit out of this kid. <laughs> he is going to make this kid shit his pants. <laughs> I got to see the, like, the angry, shaking face. You fucking do one thing to my daughter. Yeah. I swear to God, kill you and your whole family. That's you got to do that. Yeah. It's going to be something to that effect. Let's call mm. the banditos in for backup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fantasize about like finding their hangout and like with a machine gun, just blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> I had dreams about it, man. They just scarred me. Yeah. They seem like some nice guys now though. They've kind of, really mellowed out. <laughs> you are, but in all seriousness, he's very, very We're not lucky. a bandito he's, friendly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's very lucky. He survived that. Yeah. Very yeah, no, lucky. That is a lot of people for anybody. That's an yeah. insane survival story. Yeah. That's insane, man. You must great fighting stories. For your life. Great football stories, garbage fast food takes. <laughs> and real quick before we go, one last thing we all want to say: fuck Jordy Nelson. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Jordy. <laughs> Goofy ass name, having motherfucker. <laughs> fuck the Packers. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. Anyways, thanks Brock for coming on. It was a blast. It was a good time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was yeah. a good time. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Bye bye. bye. There's something on Adam's shirt that from my side looks like a dick and balls pointing up and jizzing. Oh, screenshot. Face. Screenshot it. <laughs> Are you talking about my shirt or Adam's no, shirt? No, Adam's shirt. Oh, now so he's, his shirt is just red. Is it a microphone in front of me? Oh, you, you know what it is? It's the fucking cords. You blind, you moved. You moved. You blind the, motherfucker. No, listen. The, you moved and the dick got bigger. And I was like, wait, what happened? This is yeah. This is a Rorschach <laughs> test, and you saw a dick. <laughs> That's on you, bro. Freuden. Yeah. Damn, that was good, man. I got nothing. Now we on know that, what Juan's gonna get later. Yeah. <laughs> I've also seen him jump out of a moving car to take a shit in somebody's front yard. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> He's the real athlete. It sounds like. <laughs> Car's still moving. I'm driving. He just like out the back door. I'm like, what? 
runs in someone's yard, pulls his pants down, takes shit. <laughs> and we were like a hundred yards from where we were going. <laughs> was it somebody news yard? Huh? Was it somebody's house? No, no, it was just some stranger. I told them about that time you took a shit. Oh no, I figured it out. <laughs> With half a sentence, I was like, that motherfucker. I can't even <laughs> take a piss. 